What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know we're in the middle of pre-season when your other half walks in and says, what are you watching? And you're watching the Nets uh, game and you go, I'm watching the basketball. And she then comments, is it a game from the 90s? Middle of pre-season, they're terrible, love. It's okay, they'll be all right. Hey, look, welcome to uh, the Box score Breakdown. Thanks uh, to Hootball, presented by those guys. Uh, I am Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at theharlander 23 We'll break down those box scores today, give you a few fantasy hints and tips, and I'm joined by my co-host as always, uh, Mr Jolly of Sydney. You can find him on Twitter at Mr Jolly of Sydney. G'day, mate. Mate, as ever, I'm... Aaron Jolly, two A's and Ron, and Jolly as in happy. What else could you be with a name like that? you got really not much choice, have you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, no catastrophes today, no almost burning down of the house. I tell you what, every day when there's not some sort of like bushfire or house fire nearby, it's a day to celebrate. It's a day to celebrate with chicken wing- wings with Lou Williams. Mate, how good did that guy do? And speaking of Lou Williams... And, and the Clippers, we've got a, a fantastic special guest today. Uh, he is a guy who presents the Hoopball Clippers podcast. His, uh, his Twitter says he's a USC grad, so we all know that he won't uh, be playing quarterback for anyone at any point because, God, USC have uh, never, ever presented one good quarterback, I don't think. He is, uh, of course, Brandon Marcus. You can find him on Twitter at BD Marcus. Brandon, Hello. Hello, hello. Should I say good day? Because I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not quite in the mix with you guys yet. I feel like I need to get there. I'm watching a lot of football, not calling it soccer. I'm watching a lot of football. So I'm trying to get on your guys' level. Oh, look, that's jolly. I think he's more of that, uh, you know, mad Tottenham Hotspur fan and, and typical Jose and their 1-1 uh, draw today. Couldn't quite get it over the line, jolly. 
Mate, we're still top of the league and Arsenal are only a few <laughs> points out of relegation. So I'll take that every day of the week. Come on, you Spurs. And <laughs> if you're a Guna fan listening, uh, all I can say is uh, you might as well switch off for a few years because you're probably going to be relegated. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, um, let's have a bit of a chat uh, about the clip show. Uh, you know, how often does that uh, come on Hootball for those guys who might be fans of the Clippers, Brandon? Oh, man. Uh, it's First of all, I'm glad that we're actually at the point now where we can discuss this team as the Clippers as one that's a title contender and not one that's at the bottom of the league and back in the days with Elton Brand, Quentin Richardson, I mean, as fun as those teams were, now you got legit stars in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and guys, as we drift to the fantasy side, that are going to be legit top two round picks, top three round guys. I mean, we're going to talk about Lou Williams. We'll talk about Zoo. We'll talk about Ibaka. I mean, there's so many different guys with the clips that we can talk to, talk about fantasy wise and just as a team in general. It's great to have the Clippers as one that is going to be on the hot stove, of course, because the Lakers across town just won the title. And I'm excited to talk about them all year. And I'll be doing so on that Hoopball Clippers podcast. Awesome. And uh, is that a, a weekly, daily? How does that work for, for you guys and the Clippers podcast for everyone out there? We try to get one at least once a week. Uh, it does depend on the schedule and obviously my schedule as well. Uh, things have been crazy on my side because not only am I working 40 hours, but I'm also doing the Clippers show and I'm making an appearance from time to time on Dan's show, the box, uh, the fantasy NBA today. And then also I'm hosting a coach's show for Cal state Fullerton. So I've been busy, been busy, but trying to get as much as possible. Uh, we did have two once the playoffs, uh, were underway. So we'll, we'll have between one and two, depending on the schedule. Nice. That's good. So, look, everyone go out there, have a look for uh, the Hootball Clippers uh, podcast and please subscribe, download, even listen. Don't just download and subscribe. We want you to listen and get involved, uh, all you Clippers fans. Now, look, the Clippers played their second preseason game today against the Lakers and went down yet again, mate, 106 to 131. It was a very interesting uh, game in that, uh, you know, the Lakers 10% better uh, in their field goal, uh, 72% from three for the Lakers, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, but for the Clippers side, Lou Will, 12 points in five minutes, 85% from the floor. Uh, Kwai and, and PG got a few uh, minutes in, 20, uh, 17 minutes each. Serge and Batum got 20 minutes as well. Uh, mate, your thoughts on today's game? My thoughts are that preseason doesn't matter. And we're, we're seeing this, it seems like now, every year with the Clippers where Kawhi had a terrible preseason last year. Everyone was overreacting. And, of course, he went on to be the top 10 guy that he is. I mean, Kawhi Leonard just is that damn good. And he finished number four overall last year, if you look at uh, per-game basis. And this is a guy that's going to be the head of the giant. And 11 points in 18 minutes for him. And the really the key right for for now is that these guys stay healthy, and that really is what's important. And for Kawhi and PG, it's staying healthy and getting used to their teammates. This is something that is definitely different this year, where you have Ty Lue instead of Doc Rivers as head coach. It's going to be a different offense, and I'm very curious to see what they do at the center position because I went into this season thinking that Zoo was going to be the starter, no questions asked. Zoo is going to be the starter. Obviously, they got Ibaka in free agency, and you started to wonder what that meant for Zoo. 
And so far, Ibaka is the starter. And PG said today he's starting to get used to where Ibaka is going to be because he normally plays with a center that's going to roll to the rim. Whereas in a pick and roll with Ibaka, he's going to pop and he's going to shoot the three. So it's different because you don't know where Ibaka is going to be. He's going to be on the perimeter. He's going to be down low. And both these guys, fantasy-wise, it's going to be interesting to see how many minutes they play. And that's the one thing that's not great about this, Scott, is that we don't know how many minutes each of these guys will play. That's with the Clippers it, during the preseason. They're not going to show that. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Jolly, let's just go over to you. Brandon said uh, a bit of a different outlook now with Ty Lue at the helm instead of uh, Doc Rivers. And we all know that both Doc and PG have had a bit of a to and and froing in the media <laughs> uh, during the yeah. preseason. What do you think is going to happen moving forward in that space? I think PG, if I was going to bet on anything, I bet on PG being very good this season. And and look, last season, again, he's another one on a per-game basis where he was much better than what he's being drafted now. You see him in fantasy drafts going, like I've seen him go as, as late as 22 or 23, or even 25 in some drafts. And then in other people, you see him grabbing him at 13 or 14. I think these guys are going to be angry. I think they're going to bounce back. I think Kyrie, Kyrie, uh, Kai. Gee, that's hard to say, isn't it? Kawhi. <laughs> Kyrie, I've got Kyrie on the brain. I've got too much Kyrie Irving. I'm over-invested. We'll get to that soon, like Mr. Jolly. of Kyrie Irving everywhere, and I'm like rubbing my Buddha um, statues just trying to get good luck with him because, geez, if he returns first-round value, I'm going to be a relatively rich man. Um, but, yeah, no, I think, those, I think those guys will be very good. Uh, I think we know those two are going to have value. Uh, I think PG has a bounce-back season. I, I would say that they're going to have a good crack at it in the playoffs as well. I think a very, very good teams that are hungry to win rings and are angry and want to prove themselves often do well in any kind of sport. So I wouldn't mind having a lazy bit of a bet on the Clippers this season and even to knock off the Lakers because we know how difficult it is, again, in any sport to go back to back. So I like the Clippers. And also the Clippers are the first NBA team I ever saw live. I took my wife there and Blake Griffin had a fight with PJ Tucker my wife thinks that there's fights in every NBA game now after that. Like they were wrestling on the floor and punching each other. It was magnificent. She was stamping up and down and cheering them on going, fight, fight, fight. And <laughs> we were in like with the Clippers faithful and they were like, hey, that's our Blake over there. <laughs> Bring anyway, back the beast, I would like to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all, I, think, I think have a lazy wager on the Clippers if you're a betting person. So – Let's move away from the betting and let's go back into fantasy a little bit. Brandon, who will surprise us from a fantasy perspective from the Clippers this year? Uh, I think if I had to choose one that I don't think is getting a lot of, I would say, notoriety, um, really would be Marcus Morris. And I say that with one caveat, and that is that he's healthy because he's missed the first couple of games in the preseason with – I believe it's knee soreness. And one thing that I'd like to see is him on the floor in this final preseason game. I don't know if that's going to happen, but Morris is going to end up being, I would guess in the starting five, he's going to replace Batum from today's starting lineup. It would be my guess. And the one thing that you have with Marcus Morris, you have the ability to play him three through five. And I do think you're going to see Kawhi missing back-to-backs. I think you may see PG. Once in a while, missing a back-to-back. 
And with this schedule that's so condensed in 72 games and with the Clippers already having, I believe, six back-to-backs in the first part of the schedule, Morris is going to have opportunities. And the one thing with the Clippers that we're seeing so far with the bench unit is that there's not a ton of offense and the Clippers seem like they're going to stagger guys like Kawhi, PG, and Marcus Morris. So you may see Morris get a crack with that second unit where he has to skip carry more of the scoring load and as a result fill up the box score while he's playing with the second unit and also while he is playing with the first unit because frankly Morris was one of the top three players for the Clippers in the bubble people forget that but Morris was very good and there's a reason why they gave him the contract that they gave him okay Brennan now what about uh who won't surprise us who will just who will be terrible Terrible. I can't say my guys are going to be terrible. Um, well, there's got to be someone who trouble. might not live up to ADP yeah. expectation. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's interesting because I have a feeling that we may see a guy like Ibaka get drafted a bit too high. I don't think he's going to have the role that he had in Toronto and won't have to do as much. And like I said earlier with the whole zoo thing, I came into the season wanting to see zoo play 26 to 28 minutes a game because there were stretches last year where Montrez Harrell would play 18 straight minutes while zoo was rotting on the bench. And you saw Harrell put up really good numbers and he did that again today. I mean, you look at Montrez Harrell, he's the king of filling the stat sheet during the regular season. 19 points, 11 rebounds, two blocks today, eight of 19 shooting. And you think, oh, that's great, 27 minutes, he's going to be a stud. Well, th- the one thing is with this team, and I'll bring it back to the Clipper side, is that we don't know, minutes-wise, where the bigs are going to go game to game. So I think it's possible you may see games where Ibaka's not playing a whole ton of minutes, and so he may disappoint. Mr. Scotty, J. If I could ch- can I yeah. chime in on that? I've got some takes on those things. So like Harrell, clearly he's a guy that has more value in Roto or he's a guy that you kind of gamble on when other people are out. Like last season, I had Harrell in point in a points league and in a Roto league and he he just he was returning like in the points league top 30 value for the first half of the season and in the Roto league it was top 50 for a really good hunk of the season. So for Roto, really good. But the problem with the head-to-head league was by the end of the season, he was almost worthless. Like he was a waiver-wire guy in a shallow league. So, yeah, interesting guy. Um, I, I agree with the Barker. That's going to be interesting between him and Zoo, whether they just cancel each other out. Brandon, would you say like both of them are going to have like questionable value? Probably even if you take them around 10 or 11, they might not get you what you need. You might end up dropping them onto the wire. Yeah the, one thing with Ibaka is, yeah, the one thing with Ibaka is you may get threes from that position. Mm. That's that, that's that's why you can yeah. take them in, in that late round. Let's say, I mean, probably ninth to 11th rounds because you don't get threes from a big man very often that late. So that's the one thing that you have with him. But you're right. I mean, it, today, just look at their minutes. Ibaka played 20 and Zoo played 18. So we don't know game to game how many minutes those guys are going to play. And I reached out to a beat writer because I'm curious if they've asked Ty Lu and I haven't heard the answer yet, what the plan is going forward. If it's Baca's going to be in that starting five and why they want Zoo in that second unit. And from an outsider's perspective, it seems that they want Zoo in that second unit for defensive reasons. 
And the difference from last year's team to this year's team is that the second unit was awful defensively last year. I mean, you look to the playoffs and they were dreadful whenever Reggie Jackson, Pat, uh, Reggie Jackson, Lou Williams, and Montrezl Harrell were on the floor together. You put a guy like Zoo in there who is a legit rebounder, a legit force in the paint, and then you bring in a guy like Patrick Patterson that can spread the floor, and you have an ability to provide some defense with the second unit. The question is, how many minutes do they play? And with Zoo, does he play just the second unit, or does he get some run with the starters as well? And that's one thing that I think Ty Lue is going to experiment with throughout the season. So we mentioned Lou Will. Is he worth a, a late round grab? Like he did great in 12 minutes today, you know, in sorry, in five minutes today, 12 points shot, as I said, 85% from the field. Um, you know, it's been three seasons since he was a top 80 player. He was 120 ranked last year. Uh, both of you, I'll put it out to the both of you. Uh, Lou Will, is he worth a late round grab? I'll let you go first, Mr. J. No. That's all there is to it. No, boring, boring. No. Yeah, it, it's funny because I had him last year in, in my big league, and the one thing that was so difficult to do is to drop him because mm. he would have a game where he had twenty points, six assists, and three steals, and you say I can't get this on the wire, and, and he hit a couple of threes in that game, and then he would go and he would shoot two for eleven in a game and get six points and you're sitting here like crap this is this is not great this roto he's going to go and up and down and where it averages out i mean per game he think he was around 150 last year so head to head he may win you a week when you have the bulk of the scoring on him when a guy like Kawhi or pg sits out in a back-to-back but he may have clunkers where he gets six points in two of 11 shooting so I would agree that he's a guy that really does seem more like a streamer candidate than a guy that you want on your roster all season. So let's move over to the Lakers side of things for today's preseason game. Uh, of course, Horton Tucker, another massive job. 41 minutes, 33 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, four steals, 64.7% from the floor. He made four threes, uh, a double-double. Are we expecting much from him, you guys, uh, and as well as Horton Tucker? Kuzma, 39 minutes, 25 points. I know you mentioned Kyle Kuzma yesterday, Mr. J, with uh, our friend Pedro. Uh, thoughts on those two? I'll go first on this one. Um, the one thing that I find interesting with this whole Horton Tucker madness is I saw two separate people on my Twitter timeline mention that this may mean Horton Tucker dipping into Kuzma's minutes during the regular season. And if that's the case, I want nothing to do with Kuzma when I'm drafting. I mean, in general, Kuzma's a guy that really is more name than production. Uh, he doesn't help a whole lot in that many categories. Uh, Horton Tucker, though, man, this is a guy that anytime you can get four steals from somebody, I mean, it was 41 minutes, but he can shoot the way he did in go 11 of 17 with four or five from downtown and light up the score, the scoreboard like he has, it's someone to watch. But I think this is more interesting because it's going to eat into other guys' minutes more so than who he is as a person. Mr. J? I think he pretty much covered it all there. Look, you know, as Dan always says, you know, it's hard to trust rookies. If we're talking about redraft, I would 
I would definitely still not take Kuzma because he's another type like Lou William with this empty stat profile. You know, he doesn't get enough in enough categories and he'll have those games that are amazing and then he'll do nothing um, and kind of coast through uh, or, or just, you know, not have the opportunities. So, yeah, and then as for the rookie, it looks pretty amazing. It definitely looks amazing. And it, when LeBron comes out and says good stuff about people, it usually comes to something, unless it's like uh, taking Jalen Brunson in a draft or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, that was Shabazz Napier, wasn't it? Is that oh, sorry, was? yeah, Shabazz Napier. Got it. Why am I getting those two confused? I'm, I'm showing my I know. Names, I remember. It was, he, he was all pumped yeah. about it. It's like, oh, Shabazz. everyone's like, oh, second round pick Shabazz Napier or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, such a steal. Yeah, Shabazz Napier. I think it's because they're, they're both sort of like guys that were like really good coming out of college. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah not, for sure. They're, they're, not, they're both short. They fit that same sort of profile, but they're not really going to be exciting at the next level. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're going to let Marcus go, uh, Brandon Marcus go in just a second. Um, but just before we do, uh, I've got a quick word about Fantasy Pass from HoopBall. Uh, and HoopBall is a great website. We all love the content. We love that it exists. But HoopBall needs to keep the lights on. So for a few weeks every year, you know, we sell stuff. And this year, the best deal in fantasy is here at HoopBall, and it's called the Fantasy Pass. It's just four ninety nine a month, and it gets you the entire draft guide, the honorary Aussie, the Brewski, the uh, Godfather. He's the Brewski 150, our DFS pass, and all in-season fantasy tools. That's just nuts. Four ninety nine for all that stuff. Cook yourself dinner tonight instead of going out and ordering delivery and you can afford the Fantasy Pass for half a year. So please do go and check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com, click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the media wall and uh, maybe you'll clean up in your fantasy leagues. So just before we let you go, Branton, there was a draft that Mr. J and I did uh, a bit earlier today. Now... Uh, it's a 12-team, nine-cat standard Yahoo. We're going to quickly read out some of the highlights. We've sent you a copy of them. We haven't told you who owns them. We might, we might not. Uh, and get your thoughts about which team you'd want and, and a quick uh, shot as to why. So uh, okay. team team one, uh, CJ McCollum, Bradley Beal, Gordon Haywood, Tobias Harris, The Joker, Bertans, Gobert, Boogie, uh, Aaron Gordon, Thibault, uh is the start with Daniel Howes, Dinwiddie, and Josh Hart on the bench. So that's team one. Hey, Scotty, can I jump in and do team two? Let me read team two yeah. for you. Okay, uh, go for it. James Harden, the fabulous Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Kyle Lowry out of Toronto, McCall Bridges, Christian Wood, Brandon Clark, Yusuf Nurkic, Rashawn Holmes, Dante DiVincenzo, PJ Washington, Daniel Tice, Josh Richardson, and Terry the Gunner Ross. <laughs> so, Brandon, uh, which team would you prefer and why? It's actually not that close. Um, I'm preferring Team 2. And it's not just because Team 2 has my favorite player in basketball and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, former Clipper, who will always be number one in my hearts. But it's just a balanced team. I mean, you look at guys that are legit producers, obviously, in James Harden, SGA, Kyle Lowry, Nurkic. And I love Josh Richardson off the bench, a guy that I think was hyped big time last year. 
with Philadelphia. I think now that he's not hyped as much in a Dallas offense, it's let's not forget was one of the best offenses that we've ever seen in NBA history last year. You put him there and you do it with guys like Christian Wood, who was fantastic at the end of last season. Bridges, who's going to step into a role where he can finish top 50. Brandon Clark is tremendous. Rashawn Holmes, if Whiteside were to get hurt or Whiteside were to get relegated to the bench, Holmes is a guy that was putting up top 30 numbers last year for a long time. I just think team two is more well-balanced, despite the fact that I really do like guys like Tobias Harris, Gordon Hayward, Bradley Beal, and McCollum, and of course, Jokic. I mean, I just think that this team is solid in team one, but I don't think it's as deep as team two. You should have seen the uh, brain explosions that I've had. So, Mr. J, who was the owner of Team 2? Have you not heard my whooping and jeering? Oh, you muted me. (laughs) No, no, we can hear. (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to follow that up? Uh, You might have to. uh, Yes, Team 2 is mine. And according to Basketball Monsters projections, shout out to Pedro for ripping those out. My team won the draft, closely followed by his. Yahoo had me at number two. But my good friend... uh, Michael Hussey, a.k.a. Pop Contest out of New York and Maine. Shout out to you, Michael. He's his team one. <laughs> He's all, he all in on DeMarcus Cousins. We had a big fight about it in the chat. but uh, Yeah, yes. that's not going to end well, by the way. As, I mean, Cousins is a solid dude, and it's obviously nice to have his name, but he's bigger name than he actually is production. And, and we don't know how long he's going to stay healthy for. We don't know who he's going to be surrounded by. If Harden leaves... I mean, we, we don't know if Cousins will want to leave too at, at the deadline and where he ends up possibly as a backup. The one thing I will say about Team One, um, and this is someone that, that followed the Clippers obviously for a very long time, is that Tobias Harris is someone that Doc Rivers loves, really, really loves. And so I think Tobias Harris ends up as a top 35 to 40 guy this year, and he's going later than that. So Harris is a guy that I really like from Team Number One. Well, there you go, Mr. J. You uh, got the tick of approval from the clips. Uh, even though he loves SGA, I, uh, I'm going to put my uh, basketballs on the line and say I think he is going to be the bust of the ADP sort of rank this year. That's what I think. I think everyone is going to be well and truly overdrafting him in that ADP spot, uh, and I don't think – I don't disagree with that, by you. the way. I- I don't disagree with that at all. I, I think it's very possible that you see – I mean, he's getting drafted, what, between 25 and 30 right now? Uh, I think you're seeing him between 10 and 20. SGA? Yeah, well, I drafted him at the turn today. I mean, part of that is because you're at the turn, so my next pick is not going to be until, like, you know, the end of the uh, fourth round, so I'm waiting until 48 or whatever. So I, I took him with Nurk at the turn, meaning that he was at 25. So – I'm fairly happy with the value there, but I know yeah, people that's taking, interesting. Yeah, people taking him. It's close. There are a lot of people taking him in competitive leagues that we're in 16, 17, 18, 19 even. Yeah. That's I, too saw, I saw someone on Twitter today um, talking about taking him at 14 and the potential of taking him at 14. I think that's absolutely nuts. That's insane. I mean, I mean, that's crazy. You look, you look at the guys, just rip them off that quickly. Harden, Towns, Davis, Doncic, Jokic, Curry, Giannis, Young, Lillard, James, Booker, Durant, Kawhi, Tatum. That's top 14 right there. You're telling me SGA is up with those guys? No, thank you. 
Yeah, I'll pass. So, look, uh, it's been great to chat to you, Brandon. Uh, appreciate you coming on. You'll be, we'll, you know, you'll be around a bit more, so uh, we'll be able to hear from you and and your thoughts on the Clippers and some other. Uh, things that have been going on in the NBA on the box score breakdown. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at BD Marcus. Is that the one? Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Take care. Talk to you soon. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, guys, I know we all like a bet. A, a flutter is an Aussie sort of colloquialism, slang, whatever you want to call it, for uh, you know putting on a bet. D- DFS is something that very much is in the Hoopball Foundation. Uh and mybookie.ag, one of our sponsors. And I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie uh, my bookie, Turkey Day free play that allows users to grab themselves a risk-free bet at $250. That was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get on that, what are you doing? But no, seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know the who these teams are. We know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in these lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousand game lines, uh, unique prop bets, uh, and a contest they offer every week. Sign up and get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boost a fully boast, sorry, a fully fledged casino platform, that giving you access to all the classic table slot and cards games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is at my bookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at my bookie. And when you do, use the promo code HoopBall to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple. You put in two hundred and they'll match you with another one hundred in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come and join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Mr. J. We're uh, going to go through, of course, this is the box score breakdown. So let's keep going with the box score, shall we? Uh, The game today, the first one was Orlando and Atlanta. Uh, They've uh, now split it one each, I think. Uh, Orlando took the first game. Uh, So this one, uh, Atlanta won 116 to the Magic's 107. Fultz, 31 minutes. Uh, 21 points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, uh, nine from 19 from the field, two from two from deep. Uh, mate, what do you think about uh, Orlando and especially uh, Fultz? I think if I could start by just sort of broadly, I think with Fultz, it's an interesting example of, and across other fantasy sports we see this too, of the importance of looking at the second half of the previous season and and taking kind of cues from that when you're drafting. I think that's really important. Now, sometimes that's wrong. You know, things just happen at the second half of the season. It's random. But I think what we've seen with Mark Alfords, let's not forget, he was a number one draft pick. Um, he broke out towards the end of last season. He gets steals. He can shoot threes. He has high percentages for a guard. Um, today, two steals, nine for 19 from the field. Um, that is bloody good, mate. I grabbed him in the 70 to 100 range with glee, absolute glee. 
uh, in a few drafts, uh, three drafts already. Um, would have grabbed him today, but I got sniped by somebody. I think somebody else who pounds a lot of podcasts. Uh, that um, would be me. Was that you? Was that <laughs> yes. you, you bastard? It you, was you me. Absolute dog. You, you, you. Uh, Jesus, you just. Uh, yeah, you just. Yeah, what do I say? I've lost my train of thought. That, look, so, I don't uh, want to be on the show with you anymore. Um, <laughs> look, if you add, if you added him, um, here's a question for you. I'll throw a question back at you. Okay. This year's draft was not very good. We know that. If we added him to this year's draft and redid this year's draft, would you take him at number one? Well, you would definitely take him over Anthony Edwards, but what about uh, LaMelo Ball? Would you take him before LaMelo Ball? Oh. Like uh, you're an NBA executive. That's really tough because... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Those highlight reels that LaMelo did yesterday, and they are highlight reels. Like the, the kid can't shoot, but his vision and his passing is exceptional. And I think those sort of, you know, flashy plays put bums on seats. And as an N, uh, NBA executive, that's something that you want. So I'd, I'd probably still go with ball. But you would take faults too. I, I probably would. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, it, it's a, this is a massive turnaround and it's one of the best, uh, it could be one of the best stories in the sport. Like if he becomes like even a top 10 point guard in the league, like in a couple of seasons, that's, that's a massive turnaround from people thinking he'd be completely out of the league. Look, I'm all about him. Like, I mean, I'm not the only one, a lot of people podcasting are all about him too. So I'm not saying that this is unique, but don't be afraid to reach from if you're still drafting. And, you know, if you can get him at 70, 75, 80, that's, uh, that's really good value. And any later than that is an absolute steal. Pardon, he gets a lot. <laughs> That's true. Uh, of course, uh, Vucevic with a double-double again uh, in 33 minutes, 14 points, 15 rebounds, three assists as well. That's uh, ridiculous. And 29 minutes for Dwayne Bacon. You reckon we've got room for a bacon joke? Bacon looks good in the pan. It tastes really good. But afterwards, you often wish you didn't have so much, don't you? Look, that's. Uh, I don't think we can read too much into Dwayne Bacon and his his percentages are not that great. He missed both of his three-point shots. And again, it's it's the preseason. Yeah, it's he's one to watch. I mean, between him, Michael Carter-Williams, Gary Clark, or my favorite, Cole Anthony, maybe one of those guys ends up having value. Can we talk about Cole Anthony now? Because that is one that has me lifting up the table with no hands again. <laughs> Cole Anthony, 27 minutes, 16 points, four boards, four assists, two steals. Uh, six from ten uh, from the field. Uh, is that two from four from three? Yes. Uh, wow! Like the guy did exceptionally well. <laughs> well, I mean, it shouldn't, it shouldn't surprise you, should you? I mean, he's son of Greg, or as I call him, Sog S O G. He's got an NBA dad. He went to Oak Hill High School. He's got more pedigree than your fancy puppy dog, Harlander. <laughs> Look, that's true. He does. But, you know, he fell for a reason. You know, what do we look at with his college stats that make it comparable to here uh, in the NBA? Well, if you look at his college stats, he's got he's got a fantasy-friendly profile. Not Averages 19, 6 and 4, 35% from 3, 75% from the 3 throw line. You would hope that would come up a little bit, but 1.5 steals as well. 
The field goal percentage, rough, 38%. And that's the reason, one of the reasons why he's fallen in the draft. And also because, like, you know, there were only 20 games that they played last season in college too. So, you know, how much do you read into all of this? But that's an interesting stat profile. He's going to shoot. He looks like he's not afraid. Um, and he and he got, what was it, 27 minutes today. So, And if you look at the people, when you consider people like this, you have to look at their competition. The competition is Dwayne Bacon, what, Carter Williams, um, Gary Clark. Who else is going to take these shots? And if he comes in and hits his shots and – Fournier's injured or, or Gordon's injured. These are all people who get injured quite a bit. Who knows? He, he might be, he's an interesting one to watch. If you got him in Dynasty, you're very, very happy. When it comes to redraft, just watch it. If you have not done your drafts for Dynasty as yet, I would tag on him and he would be rising up those boards very, very quickly. Um, absolutely no doubt. Shout out to his dad, Greg, son of Greg. Come on. <laughs> SOG. Oh, funny. Uh, and, of course, Atlanta. Um, they, wow, what a unit. I think they're going to continue to be a fantasy force this year. Trey Young, 32 minutes, 21 points, four rebounds, seven assists, a steal a block in there, 46% from the floor. DeAndre Hunter got yet another start at the uh, three. John Collins with the double-double, 13 points, 11 boards, uh, four assists in there. Clint Capella, 12 and 12 with a double-double as well. Uh, Gallinari did well. Bogdan did well. Points galore. Your thoughts on Atlanta, Mr. J? Yeah, this is one that we're just – and we, we made this our first narrative, didn't we, on the first show because this is one we're going to have to just keep watching. Um, it's – they can't all have fantasy value. That's the issue that we're going to find, isn't it? And we'll have to keep looking like, where is John Collins going to fall? Is he going to, if you took John Collins, like some people are in the 17 to 25 range, are you going to end up being disappointed or not? And I don't think we can take too much away from the preseason about that. I would just say, let's keep watching this and come back to it in more detail once we've got real games. Yeah, very true. Uh, all right, we'll go to the next game now, the Wizards and the Nets. The Nets, 119, knocking off the Wizards, 114. The caveats on that follow here, uh, the Wizards were missing the key guys, but the Nets had their Batman and Robin act going from the get-go. 38 points in the first quarter, 12 from Kyrie, 11 from KD. KD looks smooth. How good was that dunk? Uh, to open the scoring for KD, certainly was explosive. Didn't look like he was too worried about those uh, that Achilles injury. Yeah, look, I got very excited. I have KD. I have one team where I have KD and Harden and Kyrie. That was my three starters. Wow. So I can just honestly say watching that, it was very hard to contain myself. I was invigilating and proctoring, I think that's the word you prefer, I was invigilating or proctoring an online exam and uh, watching that out of the corner of my eye, although I was focusing on the exam, of course, and I tell you, it was hard to contain myself. If the the video of the exam comes up, you'll see me kind of smiling in the background <laughs> in the video because <laughs> I was very happy. I mean, if you look at that, 38 points, like I said, in the first quarter, 12 from Kyrie, 11 from KD. Um Look, KD is possibly the best per-game fantasy player of all time, with the exception of maybe Michael Jordan. If you look at the, the way he fills up the categories, 
and the point scoring. And if you go back in the last 10 years and just look who's been number one or top five the most, it's just consistently amazing. And if you're grabbing KD, um, you know, what, 15 or 16 like he's going in some drafts, God, how many games? If he plays 60-plus games, that's going to be huge value. Yeah, very much so. So if we look at uh, and we break down the box score for the Nets, uh, 10.6 rebounds, 7 assists for Dinwiddie. Do we think he's going to continue to hold some value uh, in fantasy this year? Another one we have to see what happens in real games. I think if you're doing Roto, Dinwiddie makes sense as long as you're not too concerned about your field goal percentage. You have to have other guys to fortify you because he's shooting at times last year. I mean, he the only person worse than him in fantasy for long stretches was uh, my man DVG, Devontae Graham. Great in points league, absolute hot garbage in, uh, in Roto or in head-to-head game category leagues unless you are punting field goal percentage and because of the high turnovers and stuff if you have a few guys like that and you just you know you're behind in two categories that's really rough I mean that's why Luca um it's hard to draft early in in leagues in nine cap because you're basically giving up two categories so yeah um I don't know mate about Dinwiddie I'm I'm he's not one on my list no so one who is on your list, I know he is a very much a, a stash. Karis Levert, tell us uh, why he is your stash, uh, you know, moving forward for this year. Because he, he fills up different um, boxes. He'll get rebounds and steals and stuff that Dinwiddie won't get. And, I mean, actually, if I'm honest, his field goal percentage was also garbage last season when he had high volume. But because of the other category possibilities if Kyrie um is hurt um god help me because I have so many Kyries if he is hurt uh or when he doesn't play Levert's another one that goes off and I think as well the other reason I got him is it's still potentially possible that he gets traded and if he gets traded you know he's he's a top 60 guy and of course the uh Washington Wizards team they started uh, Denny Ad. Advia, I can't even pronounce it. I'm not even going to try. Let, let's it's Advia. 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 Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll uh, do this into a uh, education of speaking other languages while we're at it. <laughs> Mr. J. So he had 24 minutes, 15 points, four rebounds, two assists, uh, 100% from the field. The kid looked pretty good. Uh, Rui, he uh, started at point forward, 23 minutes, 18 points, four rebounds. Uh, Thomas Bryant got 10, five, uh, 10.5 rebounds, five assists. Troy Brown also had an all-round game. Your thoughts on the Bullets, even though they were missing, of course, no West Bricks, uh, sorry, Westbrook, <laughs> uh, Bertans, uh, Bradley Beal as well. Yeah, I mean, we can almost just move on from this, can't we? Just very quick hit, hits. Tommy the Tank, Bryant had five assists. He was the best, second best centre in the bubble after AD on a per game basis. And he is somebody that you definitely want to get on your team in the, you know, I don't know, 45 to 65 range, anywhere in there. It depends how frisky you're feeling, but I love Tommy the Tank. Uh, I do not love Rui Hachimura um, because he has a lot of zeros. I mean, 18 points, four boards, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. He got, he hit three, three pointers today. Uh, if he does that, 
he won't do that every game. So Rui is just not worth the trouble. Troy Brown Jr. is someone that is worth the trouble. 14, 5, 5, and 3. He's worth a late round gamble. And if they do the right thing, and I shout out to the Professor John Steele, who thinks that he should play and start at a guard position alongside Russell Westbrook. If that happens, my goodness gracious me, you want Troy Brown. Um, that's really the the only ones I think that are worth talking about. Nobody else today. Denny, I, I just look, once Beal and Westbrook are back, he's not going to have value. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, look, I just need to quickly pause the show for an announcement, and it's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. What's the free stuff, you ask? The Bruise Letter is back. Oh, yes, it's back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, yep, that honorary Aussie we keep talking about, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else to. It's not on the website. It's not on the podcast. Uh, it won't be on this one when he comes on, and we will do everything we can to drag him on and drag some sort of nugget out of him. It's also not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter. You can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash brewsletter, and that's brew like a coffee brew, a home brew, B-R-E-W-S, and then letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y slash brewsletter, 2021 Aaron Bruski straight to your inbox now let's go into the next game which game should we cover now uh the Knicks and Pistons is the next one on our list Mr J uh and that finished up a win to the Pistons 99 to 91 the Knicks shot 24 percent from three um Payton did very little in 17 minutes. Uh, Obi Toppin, uh, in 24 minutes, only shot 11% from the field goal, uh, from the field. Uh, Noel uh, had 10 rebounds in 20 minutes. RJ, 25 points in 35 minutes. And Mitch Robb in 19 minutes, 8.5 rebounds. Your thoughts on the Knicks, mate? This is a good example, isn't it, of why we play fantasy? Because if this, if we didn't play fantasy, we would not be talking about the Knicks and the Pistons, would we? Like you, <laughs> like you would you probably, unless you are some kind of like masochist to like seeing people's pain, or you're a say, uh, and you're, or you're sorry, some kind of sadist who likes seeing other people's pain, or you're a masochist who enjoys your own, and you're a Knicks fan. Why would you bother? Because it's you know it's not great, but playing fantasy. There's some excitement here. Look at RJ Barrett, 25 points, um, 84 from five, 10 from 17. I mean, he's not going to keep that up, but he's an interesting late round guy if you can handle the field goal percentage killing that he does. But yeah, Rand, Randall has value. Barrett has value. Nerlens Noel has value. And this is one of the guys that we were, we were arguing about today because people are all about DeMarcus Cousins. Frankly speaking, I prefer Nerlens Noel. You know, Me too. Look at that. He's got 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. Um, his field goal percentage uh, today, <laughs> I just tripped himself up there, was hot trash. It was one out of four. But yeah, normally, he's, yeah. normally he's a 60% you know, field goal percentage guy, can even be higher. So there's there's some excitement here. That, that would be the guys to look at for me. Your Barrett, Randall, obviously these guys, you know, Randall's going in 60, 70, 80 range. Barrett is an interesting guy. If you get him in the last couple of rounds, I would take a punt. The other one to think about is kind of Alec Burks. Is he like a, a 
13th, 14th round flyer that you would consider. And Alfred Payton, of course, look at that. You've got five guys who are interesting. In some ways, I'd prefer to have some of these guys in the Hawks because if you're taking on um, DeAndre Hunter or, or Reddish, are they going to get enough minutes? Whereas you look at these guys and some of them, I mean, Peyton gets so many uh, assists. He doesn't need 30 minutes to have value. Noel doesn't need 30 minutes to have value. Um, interesting fantasy stuff there, mate. And look, I drafted Peyton and we had a bit of an argument, discussion, however you want to call it. Uh, in fact, with yesterday's guest, Pedro, uh, around who would be better. Um, I, I took Peyton over Dinwiddie. He thought I was absolutely nuts. I'd love to know what you think. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at the Harlander two three. Uh, let me know what you think. I might even whack a poll up there and see what uh, people say and <laughs> and see if they prefer Dinwiddie over Peyton or Peyton over Dinwiddie. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, now moving on to Detroit. Uh, look, what can you say? Much about them, Griff. Uh, had another bit of a, a solid game, 10.6 rebounds, three assists, one steal in 22 minutes. Uh, Killian Hayes shot 18% from the floor, uh, you know, six points, five rebounds, four assists, one steal. Was busy, clearly, but his field goal percentage, absolutely garbage. Uh, DeLon Wright really didn't do much in 15 minutes. You know, Demboya. Is he going to have any relevance in fantasy this year, Mr. J? 17 minutes, 23 points, five rebounds, one steal, two blocks, 72% from field goal, uh, and shot a couple of threes as well. Your thoughts? Scott, I want you to just um, hold hands. Let's latch up hands, get some candles burning, and let's start singing, Dumbaya, my lord, Dumbaya. Because I tell you what, mate, um, people have short memories in fantasy sometimes, I think. Sometimes they have their memories too long and they're looking back at past glories, but other times they forget stuff that didn't that happened not too long ago. Last season, there were quite a few, and I've been I pound a lot of pods. I've you know doing a pod, but I pound a lot myself. And a lot of podcasts of people talking about how Dumbaya was the guy more so than Christian Wood. But then all of a sudden, Dumbaya got sent back to the G League because he pissed off Dwayne Casey or whatever. <laughs> and he was suddenly the forgotten man. But, geez, here's another guy who has a fantasy-friendly profile. Um, you know, he, he stuffs the stats, doesn't he? He's got the rebounds there. Was it two blocks and a steal? He can shoot the ball. He's got range. He is one to watch. And, like, I have not been – and, again, I've fallen for the same problem. I have not been grabbing him late. He's worth a waiver wire add into the last round, maybe knowing, of course, that we shouldn't be overreacting from preseason, but he's one to watch in week one very closely. It's also Detroit. <laughs> but, but but that's the point, though. Like, you know, as long sometimes it's a bit of a cluster, uh, cluster freak. Um, you can yep. insert the other word there with these kind of teams that are crap. And you've got to be careful, I think, to have too many players on your team who are on shit teams because they get to the end of the season and then anything can happen. And if they've got a niggling injury, they don't play because they're not competing, so they don't take risks. However, there is opportunity. And if they have half a brain, or as I like to say to my friend Logan, um, like Logan, if you've got three quarters of a brain at least, they should give this guy a crack because he looks like he's good. Plus 15 when he was on the court today, um, you know, he is an interesting guy in real life and in fantasy. And when that happens, it's worth watching. 
My Bulls got one back on the Rockets today, 104 to 91. Uh, Houston. Hey, sorry, hang on a second. Did you say your Bulls got something back on the Rockets today? Can you my check Bulls, my Bulls, Chicago Bulls, mate. Your vowel, <laughs> my Bulls your vowel sounds great. Get your vowels down straight, Harlander. <laughs> so, uh, look, they got one back on the Rockets. The Rockets had 44 three-shot attempts at only 25%. Very stark difference to what it was just a couple of days ago. Uh, John Wall, 24 minutes, uh, 21 points, two rebounds, four assists. Boogie, 17 minutes, 10.6 rebounds, two assists. Of course, no Harden, no Christian Wood, no PJ Tucker, uh, some words from you, Mr. J, on the Rockets. Look, I mean, do we need to come back and sort of revisit the, the John Wall and Boogie stuff again? I mean, that's the interesting thing to keep watching. And I think we need to see this closer to the season and see what happens with Harden as well. I, I, it's hard to give too much informed assessment right now. They're really the only interesting guys. I'm not interested in Daniel House or Gordon. But, you know, Wall and um, Boogie and Harden, what happens to those guys is definitely interesting, especially when you've got clowns um, thinking that Boogie's going to be like <laughs> third team all your NBA or something again. <laughs> and, of course, the Chicago Bulls, Kobe White, 31 minutes, 21 points, three rebounds, five assists, one block, 46% from the floor, did okay. Levine, 27 minutes. 23 points, nine rebounds, five assists, a block. Laurie Markkinen only shot 10% from the field in 26 minutes, uh, although got himself uh, seven rebounds. And all-round games from Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr. And uh, what looks like it could be a bit of a masterstroke at four, Patrick Williams, uh, the rookie for the Bulls, 28 minutes, 13 points, three rebounds, three steals, uh, 33% from the floor, including two threes. Uh, thoughts on the Chicago Bulls, Mr. J? Firstly, shout out to Patrick Williams, who in his photo on uh, NBA website is wearing a suit. Looks like he's uh, um, off to church or off to a very serious function or something. <laughs> so you know you've got a rook there. Look, um, I don't know about Patrick Williams, but I do know that Kobe White is very, very exciting. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Um, sets the uh, heart racing a little bit if a guy called White, like, like White can break out, sorry, from reasonably deep in the draft. Uh, he is an interesting guy, especially after what happened last season. Wendell Carter, I'm all about him as well. Lowry Markinen today is one of the reasons I'm scared about him and I won't reach like some people are hoping for him to really improve a lot. But uh, when you've got a big man who, who shoots and has range, that's great. But then if they're going to stink it up for one for 10 and not grab that many rebounds, although he did get seven today, um, seven rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, destroyed your field goal percentage. <sighs> I don't know. It's it's. What about Otto, mate? You're a Bulls fan. Let's talk about Otto Porter. He's one that interests me because I love my MacGyver guys. I love love McCall Bridges and my Rocos and my, you know, uh, Marcus Smarts, those kind of guys. What about Otto? He was top, he was top 50 the season before last. I think it was 42 in Roto or something like that. Look, Otto, he needs to stay healthy. That's that's the one thing with Porter is, you know, rarely stayed healthy, uh, always a bit of a, a, you know, question mark over there. If he stays healthy uh, at the, you know, he'll be the starting four for the Bulls. I think that guy could be a bit of a difference maker and the Bulls may have a shot 
at the eight seed. I don't know, you know, and fantasy-wise, I think people, because they're scared of his injury risk, are not drafting him until late. So there is every chance that there will be some great value, uh, you know, for his final standings in ADP as opposed to where you picked him up on uh, at the start of the year. Well, look, no doubt he would be one. If other people weren't sniping me, I think the thing, I don't end up with that much of him because I'm usually grabbing McCall Bridges or I'm grabbing um, OG Ananobi or somebody like that before him or Marcus Smart. And so then somebody else has to go and grab Otto a bit later because I don't need them. But if I wasn't able to get those guys, I'd be all about Otto Porter Jr. Uh, love him. Shout out to, again to John because he's a big fan. Uh, support for Hoopball comes from Manscaped. And who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming? Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle bells to the wall, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. And I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Wow. Like, you know... I don't like to trim down there because sometimes if you nick it, it gets a bit sore, Mr. Jolly. You know, that's never great. But with Manscaped, they've got this revolutionary designed electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has a proprietary advanced skin-safe technology so uh, it doesn't cut on your nuts. It's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower. Uh, Go and check it out today. Uh, it is Manscaped and their Perfect Package 3.0. It's interesting how they call it a perfect package because that's uh, pretty much what I've got down there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you'd say that. So, look, uh, the Perfect Package from Manscaped, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. So, mate, the last game we've got to uh, check in on, of course, is the uh, Sacramento Kings uh, Portland Trail Blazers, Brazers. I don't know where I'm getting my words today. Uh, the Kings, 121, beat Portland, 106. Uh, let me scroll down. I just lost my spot of where we were uh, at. Okay, so Holmes for the Kings, 25 minutes, 14 points, five rebounds, two assists, uh, one steal, 50 per seven, uh, 57% from the field, 83 from the three-throw line. Um, God, I'm, I'm having a struggle today. Hield was a bit quieter than he was the other day. Seven assists, six points in 25 minutes. DeAndre Fox, 25 minutes, 13 points, two rebounds, four assists. Shot 55% from the floor. That makes me happy. I've got a few shares in Fox. And uh, Halliburton, 29 minutes, 11 points, six rebounds, seven assists, one steal, one block, 50% from the field. Uh, missed his one... Uh, shot from the line and didn't have a turnover. Halliburton, Fox, improved game from the Kings, Mr. Jolly. Yeah, well, again, we should do our caveat about preseason. Firstly, you called Darren Fox um, 
DeAndre Fox. Is that because you're getting mixed up with Aaron Jolly, Aaron Brewski, all your all the oh, Aaron? Oh my god! Yes, Sorry, Aaron. Absolutely. I've yeah, got Aaron's Aaron. everywhere. Sorry, yeah, Aaron Fox. Look, Fox. If you know, he's somebody that again. Usually, Foxy I get. <laughs> usually, I've got two good guards in my first two picks, and then someone else takes De'Aaron Fox before me. But if depending on where other drafts come, I, I'm all about De'Aaron Fox. Great into it. Rashawn Holmes, very exciting. He's another guy like Nerlens Noel. He doesn't need huge minutes to have value. And you can see today getting to the foul line where he shoots reasonably well, the really high field goal percentages. And this was a guy, another one that we were arguing about, would you take DeMarcus Cousins or this guy? Very true. Um, look, Holmes I'm putting you on the spot here. What would you do? You I'm did. putting you on the spot. Sorry. You did. Um, look, I like Holmes. I like what he has to offer in his all-round game. And I think... There he he's got. There's a path for playing time for him that is fairly consistent for Holmes. Where I think things with Boogie are just up in the air because Christian Wood is there, and because Christian Wood hasn't played in the preseason as yet, we don't know how that's going to shake out. Mm. Yeah, well, look, I I think if Boogie plays, he'll get his shots, and John Wall will take care of him. But it's it's more about like the risk of missing games and how many games he's going to miss. Now Holmes missed a lot of last season, but it's only one season where he's had bad injuries. Then he's got other question marks, like he's he's not young, even though he's a breakout guy, he's been around for ages, but he's another one like Noel, who, when you know you look at this profile, he, he stuffs right across the box. Um, he stays, he's not going to screw up your field goal percentage where a guy like Boogie, who's now shooting a lot of three-pointers and stuff, who knows, he could have a game where he shoots a lot of long-range stuff. And then also later in the season, if things get serious, and, you know, he's not able to make it, keep up on defense. Maybe then, you know, his minutes could be affected. Who knows? I love Rashawn Holmes. I'm all about, I'd be about him. I'm not a big fan of Buddy Heald. I think Buddy Heald's one of these guys that happens a lot in fantasy. Um, they have their breakout guys and they do really well. Then they have a bad season and then people are gambling on them having, you know, a comeback. I prefer to gamble on people coming back from injury than gamble on someone like Buddy Heald. And for the Trailblazers, uh, Damian Lillard, 13 points, uh, thirteen minutes, three points, two rebounds, one assist, uh, two steals, shot, uh, missed all of his three shots from the floor. Uh, Giles with another double-double in 26 minutes. Is everyone going to run around like their hair on fire and go, this guy is going to be the breakout of the year? Or are we going to say, slow your roll, people? It is the preseason. I think it's the latter, mate. Like, yeah. After he had that big breakout game, was it yesterday or the day before? No, the day before. The day before. Someone picked him up. But then I saw him in another league already dropped. Like, (laughs) someone picked him up and then probably heard people talking about an overreact and that it was an overreact and then they dropped him (laughs) within (laughs) within 24 hours before he even played again. You know? It was like that sort of scene from The Simpsons where the guy like walks into the bar and then just puts his hat on and turns right around and walks straight out the door. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's all the games that we had today. Obviously, we've got some games tomorrow, so we'll be back with the box score breakdown tomorrow with a very special guest, Mr. J. Yes, the one and the only, as I call him, the fantasy uh, podfather. His name, of course, is Dan Bespris from Fantasy NBA. Today, if you're new to listening to this show, especially if you're people that know Scott and I, go and check out Fantasy NBA today as well. 
um, subscribe. Dan is a great guy. And if you're like me, sometimes I put Dan on at, at 1.5 or, or double speed. I get out on the, on, the, on the highway. It's just like speed getting into work. I tell you what, who needs caffeine in the morning with Dan Bespris on 1.5 speed? Get into it. <laughs> so we'll have a chat to Dan tomorrow. Uh, big thanks to our special guest, Brandon Marcus. You can find him on Twitter at BD Marcus. Uh, Mr. Jolly, we can find you on Twitter where? Well, Mr. Jolly of Sydney, of course. Beautiful. And I am the Harlander, T-H-E-H-A-R-L-A-N-D-E-R-2-3. That's where you can find me on Twitter. Thanks very much for uh, joining us. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. It is the Box School Breakdown presented by HoopBall. Hope everyone has a uh, great evening, great morning, great day whenever you decide to uh, tune in and listen to us. Don't forget, download and subscribe. Catch you guys later. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.